Smartcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I go through life and I interview business owners in the last months of their life, they typically don't say, I wish I built the business bigger. They typically say, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people that I love. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. Today, we're talking about productivity. We have an expert on this topic. His name is Blaine Olkers, who is the creator of the 30-minute hour and the 21-second habits. In this episode, we chat about how to plan, delegate, and focus. Why you should put your business in the backseat every now and then. And lastly, what you think about is what you bring about. Blaine packs this show with a bunch of productivity hacks. It's a must listen. Let's talk to Blaine now. Hey, Blaine, thanks for being a guest today. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Hey, Tyler, I am doing even better today now that I'm on this show. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of your episodes. I'm excited to be able to share today, maybe add a little value, but but excited that, uh, that you're having me on as a guest today. Yeah, thanks for being a guest. So you are I hope I don't mess this up. You are America's only chief results officer. Do I got that right? You have that right. I have the little R with the circle. So I have the registered trademark. So yes, currently I am the only. Tell me what the heck does that mean? It sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so what it means is I basically help people get results, primarily business owners. And, you know, I started helping mastermind groups actually of business owners, uh, a collection of attorneys, a collection of dentists, a collection of different business owners. And they started calling me the chief results officer because I was helping them kind of get results very practically, very quickly and kind of consistently on a weekly basis. So someone called me that and I go, wow, that's a good name. And so, I, you know, I Googled it. I checked with the patent and trade office. Nobody had it. So I, I, uh, registered the uh, service patent and I got my little official sheet from the U.S. Patent Office. And and now I am uh, the one and only uh, chief results officer in America, willing and able and ready to uh, serve you in any way that I can. There are so many things I want to ask you. I mean, you've got things like the 30-minute hour, 21-second habits. We're going to dive into that. But before I do, can you help me understand the problem a little bit here? Like what Is it that people are just inefficient? Are they overwhelmed? Business owners in particular, what's the problem here? Like, what are we trying to solve in in what you're running across with all the people you work with? 
Yeah. So, so the biggest problem is kind of two, two big problems. One is overwhelm. So you just have too much stuff to do, your brain, your life, you, you want to do more than is possible for you to do right now. And you enter into a very inefficient state of overwhelm. So that, that's core issue number one. And then the second one is that at no greater time than today, than right now, are you able to be distracted by so many things. So the distraction levels are at an all-time high. You know, before we started this, you know, podcast, you know, Tyler asked me to turn off all the rings, dings, and bings, right, in our lives. But but everybody has one of these little smartphones, and that can be your greatest productivity tool, or it can be the most evil thing in your pocket. So, so distraction is a real big one. And so the opposite, right, the opposite of overwhelming distraction is getting clarity and then kind of getting results, but but making progress on the right things. And that, when you when you flip the switch and you start doing that, guess what? You win the battle of the brain chemicals and your body rewards you with dopamine and serotonin and you're happier and you're getting more stuff done and you have the energy. And the opposite of that is when you drift into overwhelm, then you go down this kind of slippery path of brain chemicals and you start to get depressed and low energy and you get less done and then you feel worse and, and it's kind of a downward spiral. And today, more than ever, we need, especially in America, we need business owners you know, at the top of their game moving forward and and pulling us through to better times. Yeah. Where does procrastination fit into this? So let's say, you know, we all have a ton of stuff going on and we like to do the fun stuff or stuff that feels rewarding. And sometimes we tend to put off the stuff that might be most important and we procrastinate on it. Where does that fit into this? Yeah. So, so the procrastination I kind of talk about two forms of procrastination because I I actually, every day, I do something called positive procrastination. So every day when I look at my schedule and my to-do list and all that stuff, I like the analog system. So I still write out, I have a digital calendar, but I have a little sheet that I custom made. I like to write out what's my plan for the day, my appointments and things like that. I like to hand write it out. But when I look at my to-do list, I actually look at that list and say, what can I push to tomorrow? So I I use this thing called proactive procrastination in order to make room for more important stuff. And sometimes that important stuff is just me, like making sure I get my Peloton ride in or something, right? So so that's that form of that. But the other side, the the negative side, the negative side of procrastination is when you're, you're putting off that big important thing, right? Brian Tracy talks about eating the frog, you know, that that thing you keep putting off. And so, yeah, I think to overcome those, you need some systems to make sure that those things get done. And that's where accountability typically comes in. So if you're just accountable to only yourself, Watch out, business owners, very dangerous because you can cheat yourself, fool yourself, and nobody knows except you know. So now your self-confidence goes down, bad. But what you want is you want some accountability to someone other than yourself. Could be a business partner, spouse, could be a peer, like someone that's you know in a complimentary business to you or something, but you need some of that accountability. And that little, just that slight little bit of accountability typically helps people kind of eat those big tasks, eat those frogs and, and kind of move past that. But if there's, those are probably the, the problem, but then also kind of the solution to those problems. Yeah, that's interesting. That's fascinating. So, hey, I do want to talk about some of your techniques. One of them, the first one I want to talk about is the 30 minute hour. And what I'm getting from that is you're getting hours worth of stuff done in 30 minutes. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Yes. So this is a very powerful framework. Grab your pen and paper. Uh, <laughs> but but the 30-minute hour, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. So the idea here is that you're going to compress time. You're literally going to compress time, cut time in half, right? And so this is 
this is a little too powerful. This is so powerful that I have to make sure that it is not used for evil and that it's only used for good. So my first question, I'm going to ask you this question is, let's say that you and I, we had four 30-minute hours in a row, right? So we got four hours worth of stuff done in just two hours. That leaves us two hours of guilt-free time, guilt-free free time, guilt-free. What would you do if you can't work? Now we're type A business owners. You know, we're always like, I'll just do more work. All right. A little bit of that, but let's say you have two hours and we say you can't work. What would you do? Like for me, I mentioned, uh, I'm here in my home office. I have a Peloton bike. I'd probably ride my Peloton. I like to go hiking. I might go out for a hike. I do like to connect with old friends. I, I feel like I don't do that enough. So I probably connect with old friends or, and, or connect with the kids. My, my kids are out of the nest now. So one lives in Denmark, the other lives here in Phoenix where, where I am, but I, but maybe do something with them. So that's that's my guilt-free two hours. What about you, Tyler? What would you do if you had two guilt-free hours? Oh, guilt-free. I probably would, um, you know, I'm really into pickleball right now. So it'd probably nice. be somewhere around pickleball, probably go out and play. In two hours, you can smoke right through. So that would probably be my, one of them at least. All right. So hopefully listeners, hopefully you have your thing. And here's the deal. We're going to show you how to create more time in your life, but I want to make sure that you put whatever you just thought of, whatever you just mentioned, that Tyler puts more pickleball into <laughs> his life and more so if you can on a daily basis. Because as, as I go through life and I interview business owners in the last months of their life, they typically don't say, I wish I built the business bigger. They typically say, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people that I love. Now, the people they love, sometimes, it, a lot of times it's family, but they they go beyond that to like these people that worked with them for years, right? The, the staff that was super loyal to them, uh, or maybe it was a business partner, or maybe it was, you know, even just peers right, that they became really close with. So, so when I add some of that stuff back in, all right, so let's talk about this, the 30-minute hour. Now, there is a day, the most productive day of the year for people is a day where they get three to 10 times more stuff done than the average day. That's 3x to 10x. We're only looking for 2x here, folks. So do you know, Tyler, this day where people get three to 10 times more done than their average day? The day of the week, you mean? No, no. It's actually it's actually a day that happens during the year. And so for some people, it happens more than once a year. Oh, one day? Yeah. I don't know. I'd figure around the new year, probably. Okay. So the new year is good. People get excited. People jump out on their goals, but here it is. And this is going to yeah. be self-evident for everybody. So when, when you think of, when you think of the 30 minute hour, I want you to think of this day and it's the day before vacation. Ah. Now think about this, the day before vacation, people typically get three to 10 times more done than the average day. So what I did is I went and I studied this uh, in detail with business owners, on business owners. Why do you get so much done? How's it get done? And I was able to distill it down to three things. So most of the reasons why, and if you'll take these three things, put them into your regular day, you'll start having some 30 minute hours. And so I created a little acronym PDF. Now PDF, everyone knows what a PDF is. Hey, email me the PDF, go print out the PDF, right? That stands uh, in the tech world. It's a portable document format. So now you've got, you learned something new if you didn't know what that meant. But in our case, I want you to think of the 30-minute hour, day before vacation mode, PDF. And that stands for plan, delegate, focus. Now, what happens is the day before vacation, all of a sudden, you become the master planner, right? And that day, because you have to get a lot done, is very planned out. So I call that NDP, next day planning. So if you will add that in, I guarantee you 
that your time will be better spent, that you'll create some 30-minute hours just by planning the day better. Typically, on the day before vacation, business owners wake up about 30 to 60 minutes earlier than a normal day. I mean, if you wake up early, that's you got that time right there, right? So I'm not saying that every day has to be this way, but I typically a couple of times a week, you know, I'm going to get up early and kind of make it one of these day before vacations, right? So you're up early. You also have a very clear vision. Like you're like, I have to get this stuff done. I'm leaving town, right? And so you're very clear about what has to get done. And then you also, you believe in this rule called the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, that 80% of your results comes from 20% of what you do. You believe that, but the day before vacation, you actually apply it in your planning process. And you're just, you're working those 20% that produces 80. That's your days like filled with that stuff. You oust the 80, the 80 that only produces the little 20. You're like, no, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So planning is really, really big. That's, that's the P. The D stands for delegate. And so here's what goes through your head on the day before vacation. You think who before do. So before you do something, you think who before do. Who could do this if I can't do this or I don't want to do it? I don't have time to do it. And so the delegation process goes way up on the day before vacation. And you need to bring that back in to your normal days. Like before you do something, think who before do. And then also think of deferring, especially those 80%, like the things that that produce low results, you defer those. Like I talked about earlier, this proactive procrastination. I got that from studying the day before vacation, saying like, push out all the stuff that doesn't really matter to the next day, delegate it to someone else or delegate it to the next day, right? So that's delegation. And then the last one, so planning, delegation, but the most important one where I personally get the most 30 minute hours is focus. And you have on the day before vacation, this like a thing of beauty. You have this fierce focus, right? So think about all the things that don't happen on the day before vacation. There's no chit chat. There's no shiny object chasing. There's no long stretches on the internet. There's no long conversations. You know, you are on point on task, right? So, so you have that fierce focus and you become that famous movie from 1963 or four, uh, the very first James Bond movie. Do you know the very first James Bond movie ever? I don't, I don't, sorry. It's Dr. No. So you become Dr. No, right? So on the day before vacation, people say, Blaine, can you do this? Can you do that? No, 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 no. You become Dr. No. And you want to bring that back into your daily life. You want, you want your default answer to be no, or if you need a little buffer, I have to check my schedule, whatever, whatever you have to do, you want to say no more often because you do that on the day before vacation. Also, your focus keeps you on schedule right? So on the day before vacation, you're much more on schedule. You're using what? You're using a, you planned out the day, but you're also using alarms and timers, right? On your phone. Uh, you know, it's very easy to ask Siri to set a, a timer for X number of minutes. Like on the day before vacation, if I'm doing email, I'll say, I'm going to do 15 minutes of email or 30 minutes of phone calls and I'll set a timer, right? Uh, you know, on that. So you're using timers, you're staying on schedule. And then the last part of that focus is somehow, all of a sudden, on the day before vacation, you become a tasking master. And so there's three types of tasking that you master that day. One is single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. So single tasking, this is where I get my most 30-minute hours, is where you shut out the world completely and you focus in on just one thing. Right. So, so like right now, I'm not trying to do my email and do this podcast at the same time. You know, you focus on one thing, but when you, when you really cut out the world, 
you can get an hour's worth of stuff done in 30 minutes. So for me, like I write a lot of a lot of articles. I'm chief results officer for these mastermind groups. They have newsletters. So every month I have to write an article and I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in 30 minutes if I turn everything off, airplane mode on the phone. That's the only screen I've opened this one. I'm typing into all the ring dings or bings are off. My door, home office door is closed. My wife knows that I'm working, you know, and no one can get to me, right? You will crank it up. Now, during that time, I'll give you one tip. When you first try that, your monkey mind is going to try to take over and give you other ideas and things. Oh, I forgot. I got to buy this. Oh, I got to do this. I Oh, I never emailed that person back. When those things pop up, just have some scrap paper next to you. Write it down. One second. Just write it down and then put it to the side and go right back to what you're doing. Because if you can keep the delay to just a few seconds, it won't tank your focus and your productivity. So I had to do that for a while before now it's rare. Like when I get into that zone, maybe have one or two monkey minds instead of say 50 in, in a 30 minute in a 30 minute stretch so that single focus really really important then multitasking gets a little bad rap here and there but multitasking when you do two things at the same time without compromising the quality of either one so on the day before vacation you know uh, if i've got a bunch of phone calls to make but i have to drive somewhere i have a hands free phone i can have high quality driving and high quality conversations in my car and so i'm going to i'm going to do those two things at once i like to exercise but i also like to listen to your podcast well, i can do those two things at the same time by you know doing the peloton and listening to you in the podcast so so there's lots of places when you're doing exercise chores, you know, where you see that you can do two things at the same time. Like I love family time, but I loved exercise. So I taught everybody to play tennis. So we go out <laughs> to play tennis for 30 minutes. Well, I just, you know, I, I got an hour's worth of stuff done because they did the family time and the tennis together. And then the last part is batch tasking. So again, day before vacation, if you have three errands to run, you're not going to run an errand, come home, run an errand, come home. No, you're going to go out and do, you're going to batch all those errands together, right? So you start batching phone calls. You can make an hour's worth of phone calls if you spread it out throughout the day in 30 minutes, if you put it together and then you know, hey, I only have 10 minutes. I got to do three calls, 10 minutes each, right? You can batch those things together. Computer work can be batched. And here's my favorite is that on the day before vacation, you tend to batch your interruptions. Now, this is brilliant. You know, a lot of business owners, they get interrupted all day long by staff, by customers or whatever. And so what happens is on the day before vacation, you say, look, folks, from nine to 11 today, do not come in here. I, I'm not here. My phone's in airplane. I've got to get this stuff done. Then at 11, all those questions you wanted to ask me all morning, come into my office and from 11 to 1120, whatever it is, you know, then I'm going to have this kind of like open office hours. Let's get the questions of the day done. Right. But you batched it all in one. My wife and I, we used to text each other all day long and it would be very disruptive. Right. So now we batch all of that in a, a shared note. So the iPhone has a notes and you can share the note with another person. So when they put something in there, you see it. And if I put something in there, she sees it. But we just put all those little, hey, what about this? Hey, do you want to do that? Into that little note, right? And then when we have dinner together or lunch or something, then we've batched all those interruptions. Can we handle it then? So, you know, when you're thinking about the 30 minute hour, think day before vacation mode, PDF. And the last thing I'll say is that it's interesting that on the day before vacation, you kind of release your inner perfectionist. And if you'll do that a little bit more, right? Done is better than perfect. Getting it 80% done is better than having it not even started, right? If you let somebody else do it, maybe you got to clean up that 20, 10, 20% at the end, but it's well worth it. But but release that inner perfectionist and you can have a lot of 30-minute hours yourself. Hey, this is Tyler. Oftentimes, business owners and entrepreneurs hire me because they are stuck. 
their business is stuck. They've hit a wall and can't take their business to the next level. And they're frustrated. When I grew my second business, it took me a while to get the pieces to fit. But once they did, the business scaled fast. In fact, it grew to 25 million in annual revenue and ultimately sold for eight figures. So I decided to put together a roadmap for scaling a business. I wanna help stuck business owners that wanna scale but are having challenges. It's called the Scale in Five Roadmap, and you can get a copy by doing the following. Text the number 55444 and type the word SCALE and hit send. A copy of the roadmap will be sent to your inbox. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. On the day before vacation, you kind of release your inner perfectionist. And if you'll do that a little bit more, right? Done is better than perfect. Getting it 80% done is better than having it not even started, right? If you let somebody else do it, maybe you got to clean up that 20, 10, 20% at the end, but it's well worth it. But but release that inner perfectionist and you can have a lot of 30-minute hours yourself. Wow, there's so much to unpack there. So plan, delegate, focus, PDF, awesome stuff. Something that really resonated with me when you talk about monkey brain, and I'm so guilty of this, is I will get into something. And then we've got so many distractions. We've got 30 different distractions. I'm always worried I'll forget something. And frankly, I forget on top of forgetting. I forget to just make a note to go, hey, man, refer back to this, which is so logical instead of getting sidetracked. And all, you know, before I know it, especially if it's something I don't want to do, I'm chasing down 10 different monkey brain things that have popped through my brain. I'm almost forgetting the thing that I forgot to forgot. I mean, I'm so deep in the forgetting. <laughs> right. So that that's really that really resonates with me. I think, man, there's just so much there that you that just could rock the efficiency. You know, one other thing, when you talk about vacation, a little bit of a, a devil's advocate here. I think a lot of, I wonder if a lot of people, because I'm a little bit guilty of this, I can't get, every, especially as being a business owner and having been a business owner for multiple businesses now, I can't get everything done by vacation or I tell myself I can't. So I end up letting some of the items bleed into my vacation. Bad. Yeah, that's a big no-no, right? But I right. I don't do that. Mentally. I'm, I'm mentally a lot better about that. Yeah. But definitely when I was in some of uh, the hyper growth stages of, of, of running a business, I would fall into this bad habit. And I see it within my own client base when they first start that we have to work through that. Anything, any thoughts around that or how you reframe your mind? Yeah. So one, back to the monkey brain though, just there's this concept I call it mind capture and that when your mind has an idea, you got to capture that. Right. And so for me, I use the pieces of paper. I also have a little like daily journal thing that where my schedule is, I can write things down there. But I will say the other tip is that again, your smartphone, whether you have an iPhone, Android, whatever, it can take voice memos in some way. Right. And so you can tell like I have an iPhone. So I sit, tell Siri, take a note. And when I say that, 
you know, she'll say, what do you want the note to say? And then whatever I say, she'll put in that note, put a timestamp on it. Now you have to have a system like every Friday, I go back and I look through my notes to see if there's any little nuggets I said. But anyway, that's another way. So so you got a big key point there because when you don't capture it, then it stays up here, takes some uh, some prime real estate as an open loop in your head. And that that's just, you can only process so many of those open loops. All right, so that's a little key there. Now back to this idea of you don't get it all done and then taking with you to vacation. So look, life happens. You, you may have to do some of that, but it's better for you. And especially if you're a type A high achiever, what changed the game for me was that science is now showing that you taking the break is has more of a positive effect on your business than you grabbing your business along for the vacation, right? So science is showing that your mind, especially your subconscious mind, needs a break and is going to perform better post-vacation. Now, a lot of people say, I need a vacation from my vacation. But if you can shut down all the work, even just for like 24-hour increments, you know, on, on the weekend or something, but really fully shut it down, no, no access to it. The other thing that the science shows is that, that if, your business, letting your business, even if the legs are weak, letting your business stand on its own without you for whatever period of time that is, one day, a week, two weeks, whatever, you know, your business is better off for it. The people who run your business or your partners or your, your assistants or whatever, they're all better off for running it, right? And so sometimes it's a little, you have to make sure it's not like an ego game. I'm the only one that can do it, this right. and that. What you'd rather be is the business owner that owns a business with no daily operations that can run on its own or a large portion of running it on its own. The book I like for that, I don't know if you ever had Mike Michalowicz on, but he, he wrote a book called Clockwork, you know, run like clockwork, You're, get your business to run like clockwork. And one of the chapters talks about the business owner taking a month off. Now people are like, oh, I can never do that. Da, da, da. But he has a lot of examples of it, myself included, where you build up to that. Now he says, you're going to take a month off in 18 months from now. Right. And then he shows you how to build out your business where you take a weekend off, then you take a few days during the week off, then you take a whole week off. You, you build up to this point where you could leave your business. Um, now, if your business isn't one that you can do that because it's like a coaching business or something, then you want to look to see how do I plan a sabbatical, right? Where where you let all the clients know and everybody know that you're going to take this, this time off. But anyway, there is a lot of science behind trying your best not to drag that stuff with you. And sometimes if you'll have those deadlines, like, hey, I'm going to go away, I'm going to shut it down. You know, you'll get more done just from that fact of, of pushing in. The other thing is you're a little bit, to say this in a nice way, everything doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you really believe in the 80, 20 rule, and if you don't study it and then you will, but if you really believe in the 80, 20 rule, that 80% of what you do, your, your results comes from 20% of what you do, you can pretty safely cut out half of what you do and have your results stay the same or even get a little better. Yeah, yeah. And most of the people, if you'll cut out now, now the key there is knowing what, what part to cut out, but you know, literally you can cut out half of what you do and be, be more productive. So, so when you switch that in your mind, you know, and you start saying, okay, what can I cut? What can I proactively procrastinate? You know, I'll procrastinate on something for three or four or five days in a row. Guess what? That thing's not that important. Not, not at least right now. Now, maybe it's urgency goes up later, but it's not that important right now, you know? And when your basement floods, you handle it, right? Or when you get that call and your kid is going into the ER, 
your business takes a back seat. So, so instead of waiting for the catastrophe, put your business in the back seat, right? I put my business in the back seat by going into airplane mode, you know, on my phone. And I remember one day I put my phone in airplane mode <laughs> and I usually do it for like an hour and I forgot and I just got so much done. And it was like five, six hours later, I turned my phone back on. What, what do you think happened? Yeah, well, life went on. I would, is the big thing. I mean, no, nothing, the end of the world didn't happen. Well, the end of the world didn't, but my phone lit up like a Christmas. Sure, show. sure. It was like crazy, right? So I had maybe, you know, 30 texts and five voicemails. But as I, I was able to triage all that mess in less than 20 minutes. Some of the stuff was solved on its own. Some of the stuff I had to step in and say, this is what I would do, you know, but everything survived and yeah, people got yeah. better because they had to think for themselves, you know? So, so you were doing a disservice to our team members, you know, if we're always answering the questions for them, but, but just realize, take it in chunks, build it up, start small, but, you know, put the business in the backseat every now and then it's good for you. That's gold that you, it's one of the things I go with too, is just that, you got to leave your business sometimes. I mean, the world isn't going to end. It helps the people that you're that are doing the functions in your absence. It helps you. It's just a win. And I can't, it's sad. I see sometimes for medical reasons or some catastrophe, people don't have a choice and their business still runs. It's sad that it has to go to that for them to actually realize that, hey, a lot of this doesn't depend on you. You're, you're not as important as maybe you thinking think you are. One other thing I want to mention, I'm sure people are thinking, oh, you mentioned about writing notes as things come up, your monkey brain. You know, I'm sure there's people out there thinking like me, well, what if I'm not around notes or what if I'm active or what if I'm moving around? What I like to do is I have an app. It's called Drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S. I think there's an S. It might be Draft or Drafts. And this app goes to a watch. And what I can do is it actually transcribes my notes. So I don't have to go back and listen to the audios. It, it's actually a note. So I'll I'll talk into my watch when I have something that I don't want to forget. Nice. And then it just dumps it in straight into this little app in text. And then I can drop that into however I want to in my priority list. And it works. I mean, it's really effective for me. For one, my writing's horrible. And for two, I don't have to write anything. <laughs> I love that. And I love the portability of that, right? You're in your car, exactly. you're on a walk, yeah. you're, you're wherever, you're in the middle of a, of a, of a single tasking, you know, 30 minute hour, boom, the watch is there. And that's phenomenal. I'll, I'll look into that. I use Siri, but uh, I'll, I'll look into that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. So, hey, got a little bit more time for a couple more things. I wanted to talk about W-Y-T-A-Y-B-A. That's one of your, your acronyms. What does that mean and how's that applicable? Yeah, so that is uh, a pronounced YTABA. So it kind of sounds like a circus tiger's name, but it is not. It is an acronym for what you think about, you bring about. And so I was... Um, Back in college, I was so lucky that I've always been, maybe most business owners are kind of seekers of knowledge. So I was in college and I saw this ad for an audio tape condensed version of this book called Think and Grow Rich. And so I sent away for this audio tape it was Earl Nightingale reading this abridged version of Think and Grow Rich. And then in college, I kind of realized, and this was the formation of this idea, what you think about, you bring about, and there's like a systematic approach to take your thoughts and turn them into physical reality. And so I had a bunch of success from that. I met my wife, we've been married 30 years, met her in college, uh, had some great jobs coming right out of college. And, and uh, my, my first year out of college, I changed jobs three times. It was all good, all moving up, didn't get fired. <laughs> and so a lot of good things came from that. And, and for me, throughout my life, that became a theme. And so in the end, I ended up 
uh, starting to teach about this concept, what you think about, you bring about, how do you control what you think about, but then also what you think about, you bring it about. So it's not like the law of attraction, just think it and it magically appears. It's more about think about it, program a positive of your brain in the back of your head called the reticular activating system. It's like the filter to send you the right stuff, but then you have to take action on that. And so that was uh, the big idea that I, I was uh, invited to speak at TEDx. TEDx, that's like a smaller version of TED Talks. And that was what my talk was about. And, and I think maybe we'll share a way that people get that talk at the end. But that's, um, yeah, that's played a big, big role in my life and kind of keeping me on track, but also helping me to kind of create my own reality. So it's it's very powerful and people know it. Like it's an in, you know, that's the way your mind works. I uh, An example I give is like, um, there's so much going on right now that your brain would explode if it was, if it was trying to, if the reticular activating system told you all the things happening about your breathing, your blood is pressure, you know, you get your blood pumping, your, your blood, you know, acidity level, pH is being monitored. I mean, all these things are happening, right? But there's a little part of the brain that says, what does the conscious mind want right now? And so like my son, he bought, um, his first car was an Acura TL maroon car, right? And after he sent me pictures of it and showed me it, all of a sudden for the next two or three weeks, that's all I see. Like who's doing this? Who's paying people to pull up next to me in that car, right? I see this car everywhere, the exact color and everything, right? Well, those cars were always there. I just wasn't tuned into it. And that's the big power is that through spaced repetition and, and what Napoleon Hill talks about in that book. And, and a lot of people, you can go back into the Bible and all, all kinds of places where, you know, what you're thinking begins to manifest. And so you can begin to create, you know, kind of the life you want based on the thoughts that you, that, that you feed yourself every day. Now you're feeding yourself all over the place, whether you're listening to podcasts, whether you're, what, what shows are you watching? What books are you reading? What people are you hanging around with? All that has input into you, but, but you can take that and you can begin to have your brain, you know, focus in on, on what it is you really want and, and in kind of in a little systematic way. Yeah, I love that. I always like to wrap up with either a business or a life tip. If there's something you can share with us that could hopefully make our business or life better. Anything off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you this quote from uh, Gary Keller, which is, when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them, right? So I'll say, when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. Now, now you can't unhear that quote. And so what's going to happen is you'll first start to notice your own limitations. I'm to this, I'm to that. My business is this, my business is that. Oh, the economy, this, the economy, that. And you're going to start arguing, making the case to keep those limitations. And I call that the pre-defeated mind because you will not even try to better your business or better yourself if you, you know, argue, you find yourself arguing for your limitations. And then you'll see your team members and your staff and other people just, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. And they're they're arguing for the limitations. And if you can begin to share that quote with people, especially your team, they'll start saying, you know, like even uh, people on my team will say, uh, Blaine, it sounds like you're arguing for your limitations there. And I go, darn it, you're right. So anyway, it keeps the open mind, keeps you in what we call a growth mindset instead of kind of a fixed or negative mindset. But when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So please stop arguing for those limitations. Yeah. Can I ask you for a bonus tip? I have one last thing I'd like to ask you for. Around habits. I know you have a methodology to habits. Do you have just a little short thing? If we need to reframe our habits and, you know, we're always told, you know, you have to do something multiple times or it takes 21 days or 30 days or whatever. Anything you could give us a snippet in terms of improving our habits for the better? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you real quick here. The 21 second habit, how to create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days. And it's based on L-U-L. 
Okay, so that's a little accurate for that. That that uh, you know, in the text world, that stands for love you lots. But in this world, it stands for linking, urge surfing, and leverage. Right. So the big key here on the habit is that you link the you know you link the new habit to an existing habit that you're already a master at that has no willpower required. Like for me, I wanted to read the Bible each day, but I want to take a mind shower every day. Everyone takes a physical shower. I want to take a mind shower. But so then I asked myself, what's the first thing I do every morning? Guess what it is? It's this. I pick up the cell phone, right? And so what I did is I moved all the apps off the homepage and I just put those two apps, Bible app and this Mind Shower. I, I use an app called Headspace for that. And then what I did is I have it linked it. So I didn't have any willpower. I open my phone every day. But I, what I'm surfing, the urge that I'm surfing is when I open my phone, what I want to do. I want to check my text messages from my son. He lives in Denmark. You, you know, I, I want to check, has my daughter texted me? What's going on in the world? What orders have come in? Who's emailed me? Like, I want to know what's going on in the world, right? Right? But I surf that urge and I say, I can't do that till I finish this habit, till I finish this habit. And the last part of that is leverage. And once you get a habit for a few days, it creates leverage. You want to keep it going. Also, you could you could have an accountability partner or, or somebody that says, hey, you know, you can give yourself a reward. If I make it 10 days, I'm going to do this or buy this new thing, right? You could also have a penalty. If I fail the new habit, then I have to go do this thing that you hate, right? But that's the key. And so for me, today was day 600. And 25 in a row that I've done the mind shower, you know, in the Bible app, because I open my phone every day. Very easy. But habit linking, that's the first key. Then if you can figure out an urge to surf and then having some leverage, that's how you can start new habits in a flash. Wow. Great stuff. That's great stuff. So, hey, I'll put this in the show notes at thinktyler.com. Your website or the website we want people to go to, and please do visit this. There's a video on there. I think there's some goodies with it. It's Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E. TEDx.com. So again, that's BlaineTEDx.com. Do you want to share a little bit about what if people go there, what they'll see and, and what's there? Yeah. 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 So I talk about the, my, my TEDx talk. So you'll get a copy of my TEDx talk and a transcription of it. And then also you'll be on my list so you can get my articles, you can get to know me, you'll have my email address. And in that TEDx talk, I te- talk about a little... I guess I call it a mind hack, but but a little hack that allows you to remind yourself of whatever you're trying to bring about in your life, whatever your goal is, to remind yourself automatically, no additional effort, about 100 times a day. So a little, little, little elegant, uh, simple technique there that can kind of turbocharge you towards whatever whatever goal you're 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 working on. Very cool. And it's got like some crazy amount of views. Is it over, is it two, 300,000, some crazy amount? Yeah, we just crossed like 220,000 views or something like yeah. that. So it has been well-received. And I think I have 5,500 likes and 500 comments. So wow. if you like it, yeah, you'll be able to add a comment and I would appreciate it. Yeah, so 220,000 people can't be wrong, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Cool. That's right. And, and like the stuff I have, but my stuff is very self-evident. I run a company called Self-Fluence. I say powered by self-fluence. It's the ability you already have to influence yourself. You don't need anything new. You know how to do it. You, you The day before vacation, you already did it, right? You brush your teeth every night. You already know how to be a habit master. You have the skills. It's just uh, it's just kind of focusing in like a laser a little bit. Great. So I'll include self-fluence in the show notes too. Hey, it was awesome to have you. You're just a wealth of knowledge. We covered just a very fraction of what I wanted to talk with you about, but this is, this is usually my timeline in terms of how, how long I want to take the show. So thank you for your time. Hopefully you'll come back in the future. Uh, happy to do it. And I'll leave you with this. The bad news. The bad news is that time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends. Love it. Thanks, Blaine. Have a great one. Take care. 
That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. DC, I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to back to the arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.